Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the PR students in Kent State University's School of Journalism and Mass Communication. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our digital PR podcast today. I am Becca. And I am Rachel. We are both senior public relations majors, and, and we're both graduating in December, Woo-hoo. seven weeks away, and we could not be more excited. But we are also very excited that you are here and actually listening to us this morning, <laughs> or afternoon, whenever or, you're listening. Yeah, whenever you're listening. So today we decided to talk about going viral, because it seems to be a big I guess buzzword now? Yeah, I would say NPR? buzzword, yeah. Like everybody's talking about, oh, we have to go viral. We got to we got to get this campaign to go viral. Oh, I want this to go viral. And you can't just like thrust yourself like into being viral. You it literally just has to like naturally happen. Like what does it even mean to go viral? To go viral, it's like you really just like need your name out there, your campaign out there or in a negative way, like your video goes viral and you're damaged like as a brand. That image gets tarnished. Yes, that's the word. (laughs) When I think about going viral, I think it's like everybody's talking about you. Like for that couple days or even some of them are as short-lived as like hours. hours. Like people talk about this for an hour, then it goes away. And then others are like weeks, especially if multiple things happen. Like with United Airlines, they went viral for being for doing terrible things. Then a couple weeks later, oh, guess what? We're viral again for doing something crappy again. That was just horrible. I remember talking about that one in PR class, and that was yeah. why not to go viral. <laughs> exactly. And especially with, like, the Tide Pods and stuff. Like, it was something that their brand couldn't even control that just a group of kids just started it, and it just took off, mm-hmm. and they had to recover it, and it wasn't even something that their brand or their company, like, actually did. It's interesting to see, like, the evolution of Mm -hmm. technology and how it's gave way to things like viral campaigns. Ten years ago, it was, like, so much harder to go viral because YouTube wasn't as big or just social media in general wasn't big. So to go viral ten years ago, I feel like, took so much more work and, like, timing and, like, actually kind of planning on going viral versus now with all the social media platforms and YouTube and that, you can't just plan on going viral. Like, it, ju- you can make the most perfect viral campaign, but if people don't think it's viral worthy, it's not going to get picked up. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of weird to see, like, what is going viral today. Mm-hmm. Like, look at all the memes that come <laughs> about. For, like, for weeks, you just see this same meme repeated over and over again. It's really big on Twitter. Yeah. We were just talking about the Kylie Jenner Rise and Shine video. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and how it literally was just, like, a scene from the episode, and it just is huge. Like, the amount of memes I've seen on TikTok, like, Twitter, Facebook, like, literally every platform has it, and it was so big that, like, within 12 hours of her, like, actually, like, that video, like, actually going viral, she made merchandise for it. So she was able to use that to her bananas and just capitalize on her saying the words to her daughter, Stormy. Rise and shine. (laughs) But then you see, like, people going viral for bad things. Like, look at um, Panera Girl. Mm -hmm. 
Uber Eats posted that video of her like showing mm-hmm. how Panera's mac and cheese gets made. And she retweeted it and said, I got fired for this video. Oh, I didn't know Uber Eats posted Uber it. Uber Eats is the one who posted it. They got it from her TikTok. Oh. And so then everybody started talking about it. But then later she was like, hey, actually, I got fired because my nails were too long and it was unsanitary for me to have my phone mm-hmm. in the area. So whether or not that's really true. I mean, yes, it is unsanitary, but did she really get fired for the unsanitariness or was it the fact that the she fact was showing she, how the food yeah. was made? And side note, I worked at Panera and that is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it just showed that you can go viral and it just like it negatively affects you. Mm-hmm. Like people I feel like don't think about the negative consequences. They only think about like, oh, I want to go viral. Like I want to be famous. Like I want all these followers on X, Y, and Z platforms. But like there can be like actual real consequences to going viral. It could hurt you with like getting hired in future jobs, like just depending on what the content is and like depending on like what you're putting out there. So like you have to be just really careful of like what you're posting. Literally anything could go viral. Like Mm -hmm. anything that you tweet could take off and you have no idea. And like you were saying earlier, it has to be natural. You can make something that's, I guess, viral friendly. Like if you think about um, Gillette's Be a Man Mm -hmm. or the Sandy Hook Moms commercial, just with the way that it was created, you could see how it could go viral because of the issues it was around, because they are very big issues. But then like you were talking about negative consequences on a PR side, it could be like damaged reputation, um, brand tarnishment. But on an individual side, it, like... We were talking about the Catch Me Outside girl, how about that? Oh, my gosh. With who appeared on the Dr. Phil show. Some may think that is a very negative thing to go viral for. In her case, she felt it was positive. She made music, like, has a Snapchat show. I th- she was, like, on MTV for some things, I think. She really took something that could have been negative, but because it was part of her brand, and that was part of how she acts, she was able to capitalize on it and actually go viral that was made into so many memes and like I said like some people may think it's negative but to her that's part of her brand and even so like with PR some of the good things about it are you get people talking mm-hmm. it is so easy to get millions even some of them billions yeah. of people talking worldwide about your name your brand and it costs nothing well I mean it costs to like to make the campaign but it's all that earned media that you're putting out there you don't have to pay anyone to pick up your on your video you're gonna get so many new organizations organizations writing about your video you didn't have to pay for it i was gonna say like not even with social media but think about how many news stories come about like look at all the people on twitter talking about this thing happening there's so much of that Mm -hmm. now too that news stories are reporting on these viral content yes viral (laughs) content and also you get like a large reach and you can reach audiences that you never that you could Mm -hmm. before or like is it your target like your normal target audience like with smeared off Mm mm-hmm they had that whole icing challenge. And so that was actually what got guys into drinking Smirnoff. How it started was it was a challenge like you would ice other guys mm-hmm. and get them to down a whole thing of Smirnoff. It was a drink that was marketed towards women. But because of this challenge, it got a ton 
pot of men to buy it. And I think it was if you already had like a Smirnoff in your hand, you couldn't get ice. Mm -hmm. So why not go out and buy a Smirnoff so that way you can pull it out of your pocket and be like, oh, you can't ice me. Ha ha. And like people are still doing that today. That was like a really big challenge like a year or two ago, like Mm -hmm. not recent. People are still icing other people, getting iced. It just shows like just because something goes viral for a short amount of time, it could stick around for like a couple years. It just really depends on like what it is. I feel like challenges stick so much longer. Like the ASL ice bucket challenge. That was such that was a so, big one for yeah. so long. And like it raised millions of dollars. In that way, viral content is amazing because mm-hmm. they were able to not only raise money, but just raise awareness in general. Even though most people probably had no idea why they are pouring ice water on their head, it might have made them Google it and get their Google searches up, their SEOs up. But with that, like with the Smirnoff one, it could damage the company mm-hmm. too. Because, and like you said earlier with the Tide Pods, Like, some of these challenges that they have nothing to do with, if they aren't aware of what's happening, it could come back and Mm -hmm. bite them in the butt. Yeah, and you're, like, having, like, high raises to, like, poison control and, like, all these things that I'm sure the brand, like, did anticipate that it could possibly happen and, like, had a game plan, but probably never expected to, like, it to get that big and to get that viral. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. sure they probably expected, like, oh, I'm sure it will happen just because of the product, but to go viral on social media is, like, a completely different ballpark. Mm-hmm. Like with Smirnoff, that's an alcoholic drink. While they promote drinking responsibly, like how do you know everybody's drinking responsibly with that? Mm-hmm. Like that's another thing that you, I feel like you have to have a game plan mm-hmm. for certain products these days because of the possibility of viral challenges where people are being stupid. And then it was like a viral challenge like 10 years ago because I know I did it like when I was in grade school, the cinnamon challenge. I feel like a very unsafe challenge because like you could literally inhale cinnamon and <laughs> go into your lungs. Mm-hmm. But all like I did it. All my friends did it. I so, say, I, <laughs> like challenges have like damaging challenges like that to a brand and to like honestly yourself have been around for so long. Mm-hmm. And I think like as social media develops, like so is how brands and companies have to deal with it and have to set up a game plan because mm-hmm. it can come back to bite them. Another few cons are like it. it they're very short lived mm-hmm. unless they are something that is huge, like like a challenge or like something that's awareness cause even then they usually don't last Mm -hmm. for more than I think the longest is a couple months because the ALS was just that summer Mm -hmm. I remember it was a summer thing yep and also it a company can really only go viral once in like a certain span of time because if you go if you go viral for like one campaign and then go viral for another and then have another one that could like I feel like people eventually just get worn out and don't care anymore Mm -hmm. Like, people can interpret viral content and literally you can't control how people are going to interpret it. You could have an extremely positive, like with the Gillette, extremely positive campaign, but there are people who are going to think it's very negative and very, who don't agree with it. And so you have to be prepared for like that type of backlash too, even when it is a positive viral. I would say backlash is a huge thing Mm -hmm. that we have to be prepared for now in PR and in crisis management. And if you don't have a plan in place to deal with all of the possible backlash comments and repercussions... You could be scrambling. Mm -hmm. Some companies don't get anything. They don't put anything out there. And that also really hurts them because they weren't prepared. Mm -hmm. 
So I guess when it comes to going viral, key takeaways for like a PR person is you have to create something that people would want to talk about, that Mm -hmm. it's natural for them to talk about. And you have to have a plan in place for if it turns negative or if something negative happened, went viral. Yeah, you just really have to be prepared for any type of backlash that could come positive or negative. And even if you're not making a campaign to be that viral sensation that your brand is looking for, you have to be prepared for like someone could just take a video if like at your store or using your products and that could go viral. So you really have to look at, okay, what can my users or my consumers do with our products or content that can go viral? And if that happens, how do we handle it? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our digital PR podcast on viral content. Make sure to like and share our podcast so we can go viral too. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, share, and send us your comments on SoundCloud or tweet us using the hashtag PR online chat.